Well, hello, and welcome to Sips and Sensibility, a podcast where three best friends from college talk about Jane Austen adaptations. This season, we're discussing everyone's favorite, enemies to lovers tale, pride and prejudice. I'm Julia. I'm Beth. And I'm Lori. Well, friends, today is sadly our last day discussing Pride and Prejudice, and it has been such a fun season. So today we're going to be discussing our dream casts for Pride and Prejudice. But before we get into that, I have to know, ladies, what you sipping? Well, mine's an interesting one tonight. And I feel like I've done this before. Uh, but I have not gone to the grocery store in many a week. It has been very busy in our household. Um, and my parents just had one of their um, couples, you know, like one of their friend couples come over and they stayed for a while. I was like, there is definitely something in the basement that I can drink, right? I knew I had amaretto downstairs. I was like, oh, like they they made mixed drinks, so we're going uh, DIY tonight. Yeah. There's mm. something down there. I can make a mixed drink, right? I go down there. I'm like, oh, I have orange juice and I have my amaretto. There's surely there's sour mix. I can make an amaretto sour. Because I had a really disappointing one at Olive Garden on Friday. It was very sad. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, I'm going to redeem it. Uh, pour my orange juice. Pour my amaretto in there. There's no sour mix. <gasps> oh, no. There's banana daiquiri mix what <laughs> please because tell me you made, didn't i know no no, okay. no 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 i didn't that would be a mistake uh no they made slippery monkeys this weekend which is like a chocolate milkshake with banana in it it's really good hmm. um but yeah no sour mix so my drink tonight is just orange juice and amaretto <laughs> <laughs> well that's fun julia what are you sipping on so I actually have a fun story with my beverage. Um, I actually stopped by a little general store near my house today. And it's this old gas station, like super old, that was a general store in my area for a really long time. And some people, um, actually descendants of the original owners of the store, recently moved back. They renovated it and they wanted to start the store back up. So they're all about... Um, kind of trying to have local products and produce and things like that. So I really wanted to stop by. Um, I also really wanted to get some local honey to help out with those seasonal allergies because the plants are a blooming where I live. Um, So I got some local honey and I also, this isn't exactly local to my specific area, but it's local to Georgia. Um, I got a blood orange IPA. It's called Blind Pirate and it's from Monday Night Brewing Company. Um, uh, which is a brewery in Atlanta, Georgia. So not too far off. Um, so that's what I will be sipping on tonight because as you ladies know, I don't know if the listeners know this, but if I drink beer, it typically always has to be a sour or a very fruity IPA. So same. That's what I got. What about you, Beth? I am actually sipping on a blackberry margarita this evening. Ooh. First impressions, um, it was not stirred well originally, so I got a really strong first sip because I was at the top, (laughs) Yeah, and then a really sugary sweet second sip because I moved Mm. my straw to the bottom, so 
got to do a little stirring, I think. Mm. But I also just wanted to give a little bit of an update. You know, we have <laughs> taken quite... So sorry. Quite the break from podcasting and... Small sabbatical, if you will. Yeah. And I think that we've mentioned recently, it's been a, it's been a very interesting couple of months, a lot of life change. I think we've mentioned that a little bit on the podcast before, but about a month and a half ago, I fell down a stair, a single stair and injured my ankle. And we recorded a podcast episode right after that, like a couple of days, I think. Yeah, you were a real trooper. Well, flash forward a little bit and that minor ankle injury turned into a little bit of a life-threatening situation. And I'm okay now, but it was several weeks of um, anxiety. And yeah. <laughs> of extreme discomfort, of just a lot of medicine and a lot of side effects from said medicine. Um, still living with some of those repercussions and I'm not totally healed yet, but I'm doing a lot better now. So I'm very appreciative to Julia and Lori and my husband and my parents and everyone who helped me out, helped Ben and I out, you know, during that time. Um, and thank you for all of you for being patient as we waited for another podcast episode to come out. There was a lot going on the last couple of weeks, but that, um, this health scare was definitely, uh, a big reason why podcasting was not a number one priority. So, um, thanks so much to everyone for being patient. We really appreciate it. Yeah. And add on top of that, not only was Beth super stressed because hello, life-threatening injury already had a stress, but then also, uh, Julia, you had finals week last week. And so you're finishing the first semester of grad school. Yes, that is true. So, you know, not nearly as stressful as what Beth had going on, (laughs) but it was pretty busy. Um, And it's honestly wild for me that I was uh, enduring finals week again. (laughs) Um, I actually also had a final exam for one of my classes, too. So, like, sitting and taking a test just felt like such a foreign thing to me (laughs) but it went really well I am done for the summer so I'm out on summer break and I'm really excited um to uh have this summer to kind of rest and relax and um start a summer job actually in the same office that Beth is working so that'll be really fun and um yeah I had a great first semester though I absolutely just loved being in grad school love learning (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have covered nine different Pride and Prejudice adaptations over the course of this season, which is a lot. So let me just refresh your memory. Those adaptations were the 1940 movie, the 1995 miniseries, a fan favorite, the 2005 movie, another fan favorite, Bridget Jones, Pride and Prejudice, a Latter-day Comedy, Pride and Prejudice, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, Pride and Prejudice Atlanta, and The Lizzie Bennet Diaries. Some of these adaptations were amazing and incredible, and others were less than satisfactory. (laughs) But none of them were perfect. So today, we are going to attempt to do the unthinkable and create our perfect cast. 
I am so excited. So we do have this some rules for this situation. Um, if you'll remember, we also did this for Sense and Sensibility on our last season. Um, so here are the rules. Let's get into them. You know, these are just very serious. <laughs> Can never be broken. Oh, absolutely not. Yes. Not breaking the rules. Must follow to a T. Okay, so we're going to cast a period adaptation. In theory, it's going to be accurate to the book. We're going to cast the five main characters, which we've identified as Lizzie Bennett or Elizabeth Bennett, uh, Darcy, Jane Bennett, Bingley, and Wickham. The actors have to have been from one of the nine adaptations we covered this season. But we each get one wild card to use someone totally random who may have never even been in an Austin adaptation. I'm so excited. That's where it gets like so fun. (laughs) Okay, you can choose no more than two actors from the same adaptation. And we each get to cast one bonus character. You guys feel good about the rules? I feel great. I feel feel great. Definitely going to follow them for sure. All right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Great. Well, I'm really excited to hear what you come up with. This is one of my favorite. This was one of my favorite episodes last season. Um, Very fun and creative. I feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself this time (laughs) since it's like, you know, my favorite movie and story of all time. But, you know, we'll we'll move on from that. Okay. Who wants to go first? I mean, I'm pretty excited. So I would love to volunteer to go first. Give it to us, Julia. Take it away. Are you guys ready? I I don't, I'm not sure you're ready. Oh my gosh, Julia, please, please, please. Give it to me, please. Okay, okay, okay. So I, who should I start with? Should I start with Elizabeth? I think we should go Elizabeth Darcy, Jane Bingley, Wickham, bonus character. But. Sounds great. I mean, we could go reverse order for, like, dramatic effects. I Mm -hmm. I think it's creative freedom, right? Like, yeah. let's leave it up to you. And don't forget to say which adaptation the actor is from. Okay. I kind of want to go in reverse order for dramatic effect. You know, do whatever your heart tells you. Okay. So, ladies, I'm going to as I said, go in reverse order for dramatic effect. I'm going to start with my wild card just to set the tone for this adaptation. So my wild card is Mr. Collins. And for Mr. Collins, I am choosing Matt Smith from Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. Everyone's favorite Mr. Collins. Honestly, there was just something about such a tall Mr. Collins that was hilarious to me and he just did such an amazing job. I thought he was so much fun. So I thought he was a great character to start with. So next, I have a scallywag. A rake, if you will, Mr. Wickham. Everyone's least favorite dude. Just got some major negative energy from him. So for Wickham, I have and I'm slightly bending the rules here. Orlando Friend, who played Mr. Darcy in a latter day comedy. I can so see it. Okay, I see it. Right? He gives off the Wickham vibe in such a major Mm -hmm. way. Yes. Yes, we loved uh, Orlando Friend as Mr. Darcy in a latter day comedy. Like, I think we all said he was the best part of it. He's got that, like, curly, dark hair that just makes him look like a real bad boy. And they really changed his character, I feel like, to where. I could just so see him as Wickham. So he's my Wickham. Just I'm like not. a tall, dark, and handsome scallywag. Do you have a question, Lori? 
I'm not going to lie. I thought you were going to say Orlando Bloom for a moment. Ah, yeah. Okay. And I was about to get very excited. <laughs> I was perplexed. I did. I also thought you were going to say Orlando Bloom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so next we wow, have... we're starting off on some really exciting right? notes. Yeah. yeah. So so next we have Bingley. Your favorite man. My Bingley, yes. My little puppy dog golden retriever in the best way possible. Another curly-haired gentleman. I chose... Crispin Bonham Carter from the 1995 Ooh. Pride and Prejudice. Wow. Are we all shocked? I actually loved Crispin's performance personally. I thought he did a great job with the whole sweet, innocent puppy vibes. Um, and I am I shocked, just so I, you know. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I love Crispin. And I felt like he got a little bit um, more screen time, maybe, or just as much, at least, than the ninety, uh, than the two thousand five Pride and Prejudice, and I thought he did a really great job. I think he's just adorable and sweet and pure. Um, so, alongside Crispin Bonham Carter is my Jane, and I guys just like picture this in your mind. My Jane is Laura Spencer from the Lizzie Bennet Diaries. Ooh, can you just yes. picture them, Laura Spencer? And Crispin Bonham Carter, mm-hmm. they both have like such similar energies because they're both so like lighthearted and pure. Um, I personally love them together. And I loved Laura Spencer as Jane. I thought she was mm-hmm. always super consistent and she's actually had a lot of work professionally since then. So I think she would thrive with Crispin as her uh, leading man. So next we have my Mr. Darcy. Are you guys ready mm. Am I for Mr. Darcy? I'm, yeah, I feel a lot of anticipation right now. Okay, Mr. Darcy is Cillian Murphy. Cillian Murphy, do you guys? I don't know. I don't know. Who I you guys don't know who that is? Okay, let me show you a picture. Cillian Murphy plays the character Thomas Shelby in the show Peaky Blinders. He was in A Quiet oh, Place to oh, His uh, yes, yes, Emmett. Yes, yes, yes. He was in the film uh, Dunkirk. And oh, he oh, he was your... in Inception. Okay, yeah. This is my outside Jane Austen cast. Okay, okay. I think yes. I was getting tripped up by the Bingley guy. I mm-hmm. forgot that he wasn't your outside pick. Oh, right, right. Yes, so Cillian Murphy... Um, he has not been in Jane Austen, so he's a total outsider. And I'll, I'll, let me just show you guys a picture. Um, he has some. He. The- yeah, I. Oh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mm-hmm. know. He, he would is. do well. He, he yeah. is tall, dark, and handsome, and he has a face that makes you think he's real peeved all the time. <laughs> he actually frequently plays bad guys. Um, he plays person. a bad guy, kind of in Peaky Blinders and he plays a bad guy in I think he's a bad guy in um oh in Batman he plays Scarecrow um so he's very frequently not a great guy but watching him in Peaky Blinders you guys he does such a great job at being this like you know on the surface like cold-hearted guy but secretly he's like really fuzzy and warm you know and that's exactly what Mr. Darcy needs and um, he's done a lot of period pieces. He's actually Irish. So he is, you know, from that the general area of the world. And I think he could do an incredible job as Darcy where you see him and you're like, oh, he's the worst. But then he just like, I'm, I'm showing another picture. He slowly makes you love him. I mean, I really think it could work. <laughs> okay. So finally, right, the big reveal, the big reveal, 
my Elizabeth Bennett is Rosamund Pike, who plays Jane in the 2005 <gasps> Friend Prejudice. Wow. <laughs> I did it again. I'm sorry. I opened the rules a little what? bit. Give her her shining moment. Really? Okay. So Rosamund Pike plays Jane in the 2005 Friend Prejudice, and she is uh, dazzling, amazing, incredible. But Rosamund Pike, you guys, she has really just risen to the occasion recently she's been the leading lady in a lot of films i mean the first one that comes to mind honestly is the movie gone girl total thriller where she plays this like very psychotic woman and she she kills it right so i think that she could really do a great job with elizabeth she for sure has the depth to uh play elizabeth and i think she and cillian murphy would look really good together i think they could play super well together so that is my elizabeth so we have rosman pike and cillian murphy together we have crispin bonham carter and laura spencer we have orlando friend from the latter day comedy is wickham and we have matt smith as mr collins and i am just delighted by that um so to continue on with my adaptation it is, I do want it to be a period piece. I think all of these actors could definitely thrive in a period piece. I want it to be filled with the like long glances, those little like, you know, the, the dress touches that we get from Bingley in the 2005 Pride and Prejudice, the hand flexes, the yearning, etc. I want a lot of that. I want the beautiful cinematography the of the 2005 PNP. I want amazing colors and landscapes. And who better to pull this off than my chosen director, who is also a little bit of a stretch. Because you guys, she is from Austin. She has not technically directed Bright and Prejudice, but she did direct the 2020 Emma. I would love to see Autumn DeWilde direct an adaptation of Bright and Prejudice. I think... She would kill it, and I would love to see her spin with this cast. It would be very artsy. So that is my dream cast Mm. for Pride and Prejudice. Wow. Sounds incredible, Julia. Thank you. I'm excited about it. Me too. I'm feeling some feelings about my casting, (laughs) and gosh, Lori, I think I'm, I feel like I'm ready to hear, I'm ready to hear from you. Yeah, let's see what you got. I've got some theories. So I'm ready ready to die on my cast (laughs) till you guys. (laughs) But I'm I'm very excited to hear yours as well. Okay. I'm excited. I'm excited to see if you'll let me get away with this. (laughs) Um there was a very brief period of time where Beth and I thought um we chose the same uh Bingley and who knows, we might have still done it in I can't wait to discuss. I can't wait to find out. Also, I did a lot of mixing and matching, a lot of bending, so I feel like yours is probably fine. So I'm going to preface this by saying I have two casts. One, if you let me get away with this. And two, if you don't. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to see. I think I, too, am going to do reverse order because... Why not live in the tension? Mm -hmm. Just get get a little drama. Uh, So for my extra character, I chose to cast Lydia. Okay. And I'm going to have, and remember people, this is a period piece. Uh, 
I'm going to have Mary Kate Wilds. Praises. From the Lizzie Bennet Diaries. Yes. Yes. Uh, I should have said this beforehand because this is like a big preface to this first casting decision. Um, Everyone is of book age. Mm -hmm. Okay, so book accurate age. So when I say something later down the line and you're like, Lori, that's a 40-year-old man. (laughs) uh, Rain it back in. I'm going to show you a picture, okay? Uh, Yes, so this is age book appropriate we're in period right okay mm-hmm. so my wickham who i hate with all my heart <laughs> i have picked jack houston from pride and prejudice and zombies interesting wow okay <gasps> i yeah. thought he was the right amount of ick mm. the entire time mm-hmm. uh he does you know thoroughly backstab them yeah at the end there um, I think he did a great job in that portrayal. So, mm-hmm. you know, plus he's got the whole look going on a good, good foil for Darcy. Uh, are you ready to hear who my Bing Lee is? Yeah. I, I think I know. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Beth was asking all these questions, uh, for Bing Lee. I picked... And this is for the first casting. So, Beth, I'll tell you the other one if you don't let me get away with this. <sighs> I'm going to choose Simon Woods from the 2005 Pride and Prejudice. Whoa. Oh. Wait. For Bingley? What? <gasps> Interesting. Wait, I don't even remember. Is he the original Bingley? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, he's the original Bingley from the 2005. I love his portrayal. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait. He's I thought you said perfect. you chose your... I thought you I your... did. So... Here's the thing. Um, <laughs> with this first casting, the the last two, um, I don't think you're going to let me get away with it. So I was trying to be as uh, by the rules as I could until I got to those last two. Mm. So I had to like flip Bingley. So when you tell me, no, Lori, you can't do that. Um, I'll go back and I'll tell you who my actual Bingley is. So okay. the person that you answered the questions about. Was not him. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm just confusing Beth. Okay, okay, point. okay. I like Simon Woods. Yes, I think mm-hmm. that's a great yes. choice for Bingley. Yeah, Simon Woods is great. Honestly, I almost chose him too, but I uh, ran out of <laughs> 2005 <laughs> people I was allowed to take. I could, I could also just recast this. I just keep thinking of people who would be wonderful to play Bingley. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the hardest choice for me at first, and then it clicked, and then now... Now I see so many choices, but yes, you have to really get into the puppy dog headspace. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, Lori, I'm excited to hear who your Jane is okay. to match with Simon. To match with Simon, I picked Laura Spencer from Lizzie Bennet Diaries oh, to nice. pair with Simon. Yeah. I think they could do really well together. The red hair and right. the red yes. hair, mm-hmm. and they both have like the right like soft demeanor. I think mm-hmm. it could work. I think yeah. that's so cute. Okay. So, if you um, let me get away with this, I'm going to be very happy. Um, selfishly. Lori, the rules are very strict. Yes. I, super strict. Listen. Listen. I'm breaking a lot of them with this. Mm-hmm. So, I think you're going to call me out. <laughs> so, for my Mr. Darcy, I am picking Adam Driver. Oh, my goodness. Okay. 
And let me show you a picture. Lori's go-to. <laughs> Listen, I have a type and it's very clear. I like we all know this. I love that last time it was Tom Hiddleston and this time it's Adam Driver. It just like oh, makes hilarious. sense. Listen, I have a type. It's brooding boys that can play period pieces. <laughs> um, so I'm specifically choosing Adam Driver from like the last season of Girls. Okay. Okay, the long hair. Mm-hmm. The long hair. The small facial hair. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's like, anyway, brooding 20-year-old man. Because he's mm-hmm. not been in a period piece, no, to my hasn't. knowledge. Okay. I mean, unless, well, he was in The Last Duel. Which mm. is yep. like medieval France, and then he was in uh, the Gucci movie. Oh, yeah. But that's like what not the fifties? Not quite the same. I think. Yeah, not not Regency era. So yes, um, that's who I'm picking for my Darcy. Now, to pair with him, I am picking. Myself to play Elizabeth. Oh, oh my, my God, Lori! <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you want to hear my alternative casting yes. now? Yes. <laughs> See, I knew you weren't gonna let me get away with that. I was, I, I was prepared. not expecting that. No, me, me neither. <laughs> I think I could nail Elizabeth. Thank you very much, <laughs> Lori, whose screen name is screen name is Mrs. Darcy. Don't hate. I'm trying where I can. <laughs> so, to back this up, uh, I am keeping my extra character choice as Lydia with Mary Kate Wiles. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's my extra choice from the Lizzie Bennett Diaries. And my Wickham is still Jack Houston from Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. Now, my Bing Lee. And Beth, this is where. The reveal comes. I have chosen to use my wild card. And I have picked Tom Holland to play ah, Bingley. I knew it. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> I think he could nail it. Yeah. It's, an, it's an excellent choice, Lori. And I yes. cannot. The excitement within me as you mm. say this um, and as I figured it out earlier is so extreme because of who I chose. Ooh, I'm excited <gasps> for my casting. No one, don't make no no guesses are allowed yet. <laughs> oh my gosh! But just you are gonna feel extreme camaraderie with me. I think that's when, okay. Wow. Okay. When I, I feel mine. I feel I love Tom proud. Holland for that role. I Amazing. do too. Thank you. It's it's Thank a great you. choice, and I think he would pair perfectly with Laura Spencer from Lizzie Bennet Diaries uh, as Jane. Yeah. So you're keeping it's Laura. Like, you're locking I, Laura in. I'm keeping Laura. I think they could like act very well together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Um, so now comes the actual casting of Darcy and Lizzie because you won't let me jump into my <laughs> own casting. I'm afraid I'm going to have to just break my own heart in no way shape or form by picking Kira Knightley and Matthew mm. uh, to reprise their 2005 roles as mm-hmm. Lizzie and Darcy lovely yeah lovely I love them together Faden and Holland together yes interesting yes I think they could do it wow I love it Lori I'm 
I'm excited for you. Is there anything else we should know about your adaptation? Um, Yes. So, like I said before, um, this is period piece. You know, we're doing this time accurate, book accurate. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone is book age. I'm thinking like, you know, proper mid-20s, right at the end of teenhood. Nice. And I would love... If Joe Wright would come back and direct another movie for me. Okay. Okay. Beth. I like it. I'm very curious as to your Bing Lee choice, and I want to know who it is. All righty. Okay. <laughs> I am just going to go ahead and say I think that there is some like-minded thinking with mm. oh. with our casting. Um, I'm excited to... I... Should I said what order to go in? I think I'll just follow y'all. So, ooh. So my wild card, my like bonus extra character, is of course the one and only Matt Smith as ah, Mister Collins. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know He's this so one. Good. This is just the first person who came to mind Same. to me, and I feel like he. That's a small role, and he really knocked it out of the park mm-hmm. um, in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. And then, of course, the next person who came to mind was Mary-Kate Wiles as yeah. Lydia. So, great Beautiful. choices all I around. Okay, and then my Mr. Wickham is going to be Martin Henderson, who plays Mr. Darcy in Bride and Prejudice. Oh. <gasps> Oh, oh yes 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 okay. yes yes absolutely I see it. now i have to admit this was a last minute uh revelation for me but i think that martin would do an excellent job as mm-hmm. mr wickham he kind of gives off that like bad boy vibe yeah for sure mm-hmm. yeah and I've, I've seen a lot of his more like recent things like where he's like struggling struggling with like addiction or ptsd mm-hmm. and he just has like kind of a darker side to him yeah and so I think that I can see that coming through really well in Mr. Wickham. For sure. I would like to see that. Okay. <laughs> Tell me who it is. I need to know, Beth. Mr. Bingley. My Mr. Bingley is going to be played by Andrew Garfield. <gasps> yes. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Yes. See, Lori, I was like. I was so confused. Spider-Man. While, it's Spider-Man. I was like. You were like, has he been in in a superhero movie? And for a brief moment, I was like, oh, crap. She thinks that I'm thinking of Timothy Chalamet. Oh, my God. Oh. And then I was like, has he been? I I told Beth, I was like, he hasn't been in Dune. Mm. I was like, that will eliminate Timothy. <laughs> and she's like, okay, mine hasn't. So, wow. Okay, yes, Spider-Man, definitely a Bingley. I yes. love Andrew Garfield. Yes, amazing. I also, I feel like... If you guys have seen Tick, Tick, Boom, his oh, character yes. in that has some like puppy dog energy, mm-hmm. so I could totally see it. And I feel like his version of Spider-Man that is in this mm-hmm. new yes. Spider-Man mm-hmm. is very big puppy dog energy. Absolutely. Like, it just, I thought of him and it clicked into place for me and I feel like I can see him and... <laughs> Who is it? A very popular choice, Laura Spencer. Yeah, <laughs> look at us. <laughs> from lbd i think 
Laura Spencer yeah. is this season's version of Dan Stevens. Mm, yes. so Last true. season, we all chose Dan Stevens to play uh, Edward Ferrers. We all like really loved him in that role. So I feel like Laura Spencer is doing something similar here mm-hmm. because I think she was an excellent Jane. And to me, you know, I think Rosamund Pike is an excellent Jane, but there was something about Laura that, that really stood out to me. And I also tried to make myself a rule because I love the 2005. I mean, we all do, but it's, you know, it's my favorite movie. And I knew that this would be hard going in because I'm so emotionally attached to it. So I really tried to limit myself. Mm, Same. (laughs) Same. Yeah. I really tried to say no one (laughs) and no one didn't work. Mm, I see where you're going with this. All right. So. I, I should have said that because now you're going to know. So I'm going to go actually opposite. Ooh. So my Elizabeth is going to be played by Kira Knightley. Yes. Oh, yes. Amazing. I can just a imagine queen. no one else. And I thought about, you know, I love LBD and I thought about her playing Lizzie, but it's just, it's just Kira Knightley to me through and through. Nothing can touch so Kira true. Knightley playing a period piece. The mouth acting. The mouth. But this is what this is what I'm really excited about. And I think that these two characters would have chemistry. All right. Mm-hmm. Tell me. So my Mr. Darcy is going to be played by Daniel Vincent Gordo from the Lizzie Bennett Diaries. Yes. Ah, OK. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so I, I think I can see it. It was hard to choose a Darcy because it's hard to capture someone, yeah. you know, who has that level of broodiness. But mm. I thought that he did an excellent job in LBD and I can really see him and Kira playing off each other well. So yeah. I'm excited about my cast. Amazing. I, like it. I love it. So I'm I'm big into the period pieces like like always. And I'm kind of wanting like I'm wanting the music from Bridgerton. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Like, like s- pop goes classical. I'm wanting the mm-hmm. pop uh, the classical versions of pop songs like I am really feeling that and so I think that that's going to play a key role in my version of Pride and Prejudice mm-hmm. and of course it's going to be period but I Absolutely. want it to move away from because I just cannot recreate the beauty of the 2005 Pride and Prejudice really? iconic. and so I want it to move away from that I want it to kind of go in a like a different more fun direction Kind of what, in my mind, Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies could have been mm. if it was a better film. Yeah. <laughs> Just be brutally honest there. Just going to be totally real with it. Like, I'm not looking for Bridgerton. I'm not looking for 2020 Emma. And I'm not looking for 2005 Pride and Prejudice. Like, okay. love those films. But I, I think that we we need a different um kind of modern meets period version of mm-hmm. Pride and Prejudice. And so that's what I'm going for with this film. Okay, okay. I think Kira can pull it off. I think Daniel I can agree. pull it off. I think Andrew would just excel. Shine. He mm-hmm. would shine. Mm-hmm. There would be no better Bingley in the land. So, ah, so true. I'm feeling great about things. I love every bit of that. Thank you. Amazing. It really came together there. I was questioning it until the last minute. <laughs> I think it's great. Well, ladies, I am so proud of us. I think all of those casts are super stellar, super fun. Honestly, it was a great reminder of the season because I'm not going to lie. I had forgotten about a lot of the adaptations that we've watched because it's been so long, but it has been such a fun journey. 
And as any sips as any sips listeners know, now it's about time for our make it or break it. But because this is our season recap, we're going to do things a little bit differently. We're going to have everyone choose their favorite moment from any adaptation this season, their worst moment from any adaptation this season. So your make it from this season's adaptations, your break it from this season's adaptations, and then your favorite adaptation. And we're just going to go ahead and say other than the 95 and the 2005, try to level the playing field there a little <laughs> bit, get into variety. Let's, let's remember the, uh, the lesser championed versions of, of our beloved novel. So without further ado, ladies, what are your make it or break it's? Uh, I have my make it or break it's, but for one, I would just be shocked if any of the three of us said that the 1995 was their favorite version. No. So I don't no. even know that we needed no. to. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's the 2005 all the way, baby. Yes. I know, but if you couldn't choose 2005, I don't think that I you would. I would probably choose 95. Maybe ninety five. Would maybe. you worry? Okay, I'm surprised. I don't know. I wouldn't. I, I have a. I have like a three way tie here mm. situation. I'll explain. Okay. 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 All right. Well, my favorite moment is the. This is just what sticks out to me every single time I think about any of these things. Is the Lydia character arc? This is already like my make it on that episode, but the Lydia character arc. And the Lizzie Bennet Diaries mm. is so big for me. I absolutely love it. It's going to go down, I think, in history as like one of my my favorite adaptation moments ever because I think what they did was just so brilliant. Mm-hmm. My least favorite moments, my least favorite anything really, <laughs> was the 1940 Pride and Prejudice just saying like F you to the chronological order of the book. <laughs> And like, I don't know, any of the general plot structure. Mm -hmm. Hello, Wickham being there from the very beginning. I mean, it was just one thing after another that was grossly incorrect. Mm. And that's what really bothered me. Yeah. It hurt. Yeah. When I was going back through my notes today, it just stuck out. It was so blaringly wrong. So that's my least favorite moment. And then my favorite adaptation, you know, other than the 2005 would have to be the Lizzie Bennet Diaries. Mm. It's like impossible for me not to choose that one. What about you, Lori? Well, I would have to say that my break it for this entire season was pretty much all of Pride and Prejudice, a Latter-day comedy. That movie was pretty dang bad but the cabin scene the cabin and mr care. darcy <laughs> i don't care the what really what really made it bad for me was the jane and bing lee like mm. relationship Ugh, so plot right. like it was just bad they were it they made them both so stupid mm-hmm. and they're not and it it hurt me to my core yeah. also there's some like slightly i felt kind of weird about some of the choices that they made with music Mm. it it just made me kind of feel icky a little bit uh to cleanse myself of that my make it moment from this entire season um because i'm not explicitly going to say the entirety of 2005 pride and prejudice uh is specifically 
the scene at the very end. Imagine it with me, everyone. Joe Wright production on the screen. Mm. When Lizzie goes walking through the garden and all of a sudden Darcy starts walking Mm. up with the sunrise Mm. Mm -hmm. to greet her. Mm. And it's just, you hear the ethereal Mm. music. Yeah. And you're like, ah, the end is here and they will love each other forever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just mm, beautiful. Amazing. Now to explain the whole like favorite adaptation, I'm going to just eliminate 1995 in addition to 2005. For me, 2005 cannot be broken. I love it. 1995 for me has the book accuracy that I love. Additionally, Lizzie Bennet for me is like, a pretty dang perfect modern adaptation for me. And so I have chosen to shackle myself uh, and I'm eliminating all three Mm. from my choices. Bride and Prejudice is my favorite adaptation of this season. I really liked it. Weird beach gospel session aside. (laughs) Questionable. I, I loved it. I thought it was really fun. I'm so glad to hear that because, you know, I think I talked a lot on that episode about how I had fond memories of it. So I'm glad you liked it. Okay. So my favorite moment, this should come as no surprise, but my favorite moment comes from the 2005 Pride and Prejudice. And it is specifically not the hand flex, but the scene at Netherfield ball i believe we talked about this in the episode oh, yes. but during the netherfield ball there is one continuous shot that shows you the action of the entire ballroom through one shot with no cuts you get to see collins kind of chasing lizzie collins introducing himself to darcy you get to see mrs bennett spilling wine on a random man you get to see mary getting uh kicked off of the piano and then her father crying to comfort crying and her father trying to comfort her and then we see uh, a a woman who is reprimanding her daughter for flirting with a gentleman we follow lizzie as she walks through the the ballroom we see bingley grab jane's skirt because he loves her so much we get to see all of these shots just continuously just like moving through and honestly it's so well done that you almost don't notice it as it's happening because it's not in your face but it's so beautiful it makes you feel like you're there in the ballroom and you get to see all of these amazing moments that just like totally build these characters where they do things that totally encapsulate who they are as people and it's it's brilliant and it's beautiful and it's well acted and it's well executed and it is just a marvel in cinema like amazing amazing i love it so gosh what an incredible scene and what was such a good film it just has so many of those moments that Mm -hmm. are so truly iconic and beautiful absolutely so my break it moment for the season is actually going to come from laurie's favorite sorry laurie uh it's going to be bride and prejudice i mentioned this in that episode as well but there is a song that mr collins uh, oh, the God. Mr. Collins of the adaptation sings uh, No Life Without Wife, where he wears an American flag speedo and is lying on a oh. bed. The whole song 
the costume choices during the song, it's all just so cringy. And it is intentional because it's our Mr. Collins of the adaptation, but it is painful for me. So that was my break it, just because I could never get that image burned out of my brain. It will be there forever, and I can't get rid of it. So my favorite adaptation. I am not as noble as you, Lori. So I will be choosing <laughs> the Lizzie Bennet Diaries. Um, I just have such a love of web series. It was so nostalgic for me. So if I can't choose 2005, I'm absolutely going to be choosing that one. I love what it did for young uh, creators everywhere, allowing them to engage in the art of web series. I actually just wrote a paper on a web series for my Shakespeare and the Teenage Girl class, and the creators talked about how the Lizzie Bennet Diaries inspired them. The acting's great. They bring new life to this story in a way that is honestly more believable than many of the other modern adaptations that we watched, and I adore it. All right, Lori, this may be the hardest one yet. Out of every adaptation we watched this season, who would you date? Mm -hmm. who, who do you feasibly want to date most out of every Darcy that we've watched? So here's, here's where my struggle has been resolved. Mm -hmm. You said who I could feasibly see myself <laughs> with. <laughs> so who would you actually want to date? Who would I actually want to date? Who do I see a relationship with mm -hmm. actually working mm -hmm. out? Mm -hmm. And I think I'm going to have to go with Daniel Gordith from the Lizzie Bennet Diaries. Oh, okay. I think I could see in my heart. I'm like, I want Matthew. I want mm -hmm. the 2005. Mm -hmm. I want that. However, I think I would match better with Daniel and I could make that work better. But can I have him in period piece? Oh, for sure. Okay, friends, what well, is that time of night? I want you to tell me how your drink was. But while you're doing that, go ahead and tell me one or two things that you've been watching or enjoying recently that have not been for the podcast. So when you haven't been checking out a Pride and Prejudice adaptation, What's something that you've been enjoying that you think our listeners might as well? Amazing. Well, I, as I said, was drinking the Monday Night Brewing Company's Blind Pirate Orange IPA, Blood Orange IPA. And, you know, it was pretty good. Um, I did mention that I typically like fruity IPAs or sours. It wasn't quite as blood orangey as I wanted it to be. And I'm not going to lie, uh, when I was buying this, I thought it was something I had had before. But I realized after I tasted it, it did not taste like what I had had before. And I realized what I had before was a blackberry lemon sour. So very <laughs> different. Um, it, this was good. It's an IPA. So if you guys have ever had those, they have a very distinct kind of like, they call uh, it hops. So it's like a very hoppy taste, um, which isn't always my favorite. Um, so I was a little sad because I was expecting blackberry lemon notes and instead, I got hops, which is, if you've ever had IPAs, just not the same. Um, but it was pretty good. It was pretty good. And I could definitely taste a little blood orange. So not a total disappointment. And the conversation totally made up for it. But 
my TV shows that I've been watching recently. Um, there is a new Downton Abbey movie coming out, and that's just been reminding me how much I love Downton Abbey. I think it's a great show to watch if you like period pieces. It's amazing. Um, it's a little bit early, uh, uh, more recent in the timeline, um, but there's some great actors and actresses in that, including everyone's favorite Dan Stevens from mm-hmm. the uh, 2008 Sense and Sensibility. He's amazing. Amazing. <laughs> um in terms of period pieces also the crown i am a huge fan of the crown i love it's a um uh series on netflix about the royal family if you haven't seen it yet so it starts with queen elizabeth's life uh the queen elizabeth ii our current queen not our current but you know at heart she's my queen queen. (laughs) um when she is given the crown after her father dies and has some favorites in there matt smith josh o'connor plays prince charles matt smith is uh the um prince philip and it is uh, just amazing incredible love it the drama I was about to say two Mr. Collins, but Josh, he's not Mr. Collins. He's Emma. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. Mr. Elton. But yeah, two two uh, Austin alums. And um, a third option, it's another period piece. I will give a warning, though. I've been watching it recently. I really enjoy it. It is, it is very different. It is definitely not for kids. There's some cussing, some explicit content. If you don't like violence, the show is probably not for you. It's called Peaky Blinders. Cillian Murphy, who is my Mr. Darcy, is in the show, and I love him. Um, but the TV show takes place post-World War II in uh, Birmingham, and the one not in the U.S., <laughs> um, and it deals with kind of this uh, group of guys who are uh, making bets and kind of running the streets, and uh, it's really interesting. I like it a lot. But it's definitely not the pure romance that you're used to in Austin. So that's just a little caveat. If you like some violence, some intrigue, then you might like this show. Okay. Uh, So I still have some of my drink left, (laughs) which the mysterious Silver Yeti makes a reappearance, ladies and gentlemen, um, from earlier seasons. Yeah, I still have some left in here. It was okay. It's orange juice and amaretto. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, uh, I'll finish it. It's not my favorite thing in the world. It really needs sour mix to really help it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, preferably a cherry yeah. on top. Also, you guys, I just realized I said Peaky Blinders is set post-World War II. It's set post-World War One, So a little different. Uh, Quite different. <laughs> a little different. Just wanted to make that clarification. Yeah, I'm going to completely deviate from fiction, and I'm going to give you guys two kind of nonfiction, I guess, options uh, in my spare free time, which is little to none. Um, one of my favorite things to do is to crochet. I'm making a afghan for my bed nice. um, and watch Expedition Unknown. Which, if you've never heard of Expedition Unknown, here comes just the nerd coming out of me. Uh, It follows Josh Gates, who's an explorer, and Mm -hmm. he goes to different uh, history sites. So, you know, there's some searching for Nazi hidden treasure and, you know, Mm -hmm. going and figuring out what's under Aztec pyramids, you know. Nice. 
like fun history mysteries. Right. History mysteries. Wow. <laughs> Just came up with that off the top of my head. Um, it's great. It's on Discovery Plus. It's amazing. There's, I think, nine or ten seasons right now. Um, and this will probably come out before... Um, the new season comes out, but they just announced that a new season is going to come out May 25th. So there's new material coming um, that is current. Like he just shot this in the spring. I follow him on Instagram. Nice. <laughs> um, second, uh, I'm also addicted to TikTok <laughs> in a painful way. Like I'm currently getting all of my Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial information from TikTok. Mm. One of my favorite creators, he's also on YouTube for, you know, longer form things, if you want to. His name is B. Dylan Hollis. He is from Bermuda and currently residing, staying, as he says, in America. He's He has to move soon. But he creates videos about different historical recipes. And he really focuses on... Um, 1900 to like 1980 kind of and they're all weird nice okay like he made a chocolate potato cake which i cannot wait to make it's amazing i'm excited he made a tomato soup cake um it's like the weird things that you'd find like depression era recipes fabulous nice um you know all of them are filled with humor some of it not super clean humor, so proceed with caution if you have littles around. Um, or listen with headphones, because <laughs> he makes some jokes sometimes. But he's really funny and uplifting, and I love his content. Um, he is on TikTok and on YouTube. He has a couple of longer form, like 20-minute YouTube videos where he goes in-depth, and then he recreates a recipe with like his own mixing and matching and like recreating it nice. to make it better. It's really cool. Nice. I just need to level with you guys. Level with me. Full transparency. Am I right? Mm. I'm not drinking a blackberry margarita. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. What? I heck? drank a blackberry margarita four hours ago at dinner. Mm. <laughs> and I feel like poop. Aww. Because the blackberry margarita tasted very, very, very sugary and syrupy margarita. Um, mm. A little gross in reflection. No. The fact that I drink it makes me feel sad. So a real letdown, if we're being honest. But I have some good show recommendations that hopefully will not let you down. Oh. <laughs> the first is that the second season of Sanditon just premiered on PBS. Ooh, so. Yeah. Was I devastated uh, that Theo James did not come back? Yes. Was the second season still amazing and heartbreaking? Also, yes. So mm. I would highly recommend it. And then another show that I just finished watching is called The Gilded Age, which is available on HBO Max. And that's also by Julian Fellows, who did Downton Abbey, which Julia recommended. And I really enjoyed this. It was recommended to me by our friend Ariana. And uh, she's not a romance gal. But let me tell you, the show is great, romantic, lovely period piece. Um, got some vibes that remind me of Mr. Wickham. Ooh. So 
I would I would highly recommend to all of my Jane Austen fans out there. And then lastly, but certainly not least, I just finished a book called The Last Thing He Told Me. And I have to tell you about it because I have been telling literally every single person (laughs) I come into contact with about it. I've heard about it many times. (laughs) So sorry. It's called The Last Thing He Told Me and it is written by Laura Dave. And it's a wonderful mystery, a mystery thriller, but like, I feel like mild, very mild on the thriller. So it's just a really gripping story. And uh, Jennifer Garner is going to play the main character in the movie. So that's how you know it's going to be good. Um, Anyways, I'd recommend those three things for anyone looking for something, some form of entertainment, something to do, something to listen to over the next few weeks. Well, I didn't know we could do books. Yeah, I like made that last minute decision. So sorry, Lori. <laughs> it's okay. Lori, you should know that we don't follow the rules. I'm so sorry. <laughs> A last minute edition. I'm just going to shout this out because I literally <laughs> just got the book yesterday. Uh, and I'm going to read it while I'm in Aruba <laughs> on the beach. Uh, Crown and Scepter. It's a history of British monarchs from William the Conqueror to Queen Elizabeth. So if you like nonfiction books, it's brand new, baby. Gosh, Lori, I love your recommendations. I like that they're different. I appreciate it. Well, with that, friends, we wrap up our Pride and Prejudice season. So bittersweet because I have loved talking about this novel. It is amazing, a favorite of all of ours, and we know yours as well. And it has been such a joy and a pleasure to talk to you about this novel and all of its many adaptations. If you enjoyed this season, we would love if you would rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts and now on Spotify and give us five stars. We love to hear your thoughts. You can also follow us on Instagram at Sips and Sensibility Pod. And if you have any thoughts for what novels you would like us to cover next, you can just slide in our DMs and we would love to know what you think so to hear about what we're going to be doing next make sure to check out our instagram look out for any posts and any potential instagram stories hinting at you know any goodies that could be coming soon and then until next time keep on sipping y'all